Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. New York is the city that never sleeps, and neither does Sal Licata. From Flushing in the Bronx to the Meadowlands in MSG, Sal sounds off on the biggest sports news of the day. Welcome to WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. Another episode of WFAN Daily with Pete Hoffman filling in for Sal Licata. Don't forget to favorite, like, subscribe, review, whatever it is that you could do right now to whatever platform you get your podcast, go do it. Go do it. Say hi. Again, you can follow me at Hoff WFAN. And also, don't forget to start calling. Leave a voicemail. 725-222-8699. That's 725-222-86, the year the... Mets won the World Series, 99, the year that they could have gone to the World Series, but choked. On today's episode, it's the Kodai Senga, the breaking news. He is going to be shut down, and every Mets fan in the world is continuously saying, why can't the Mets have nice things? Well, I'm here to tell you that this 2024 season is not a waste, is not going to be a bust, is not going to be a season that's worse than expect uh, than, than we expect. First of all, the expectations were an 80-win team. That's the first thing. So Kodai Sanga, whether he's here or he's not, it's not the difference of, of a division winner and a last-place team. We're, we're It's a middle-of-the-pack team regardless of Kodai Senga being here or not. And the best part about Senga getting hurt is the timing of it. Listen, there's never a good time for injury. And I'm not saying that I'm happy that Kodai is hurt. But to happen now, to happen when the season hasn't even come close to beginning, there hasn't been a pitch yet in spring training, it's better it happened now. I understand David Stearns went out there and said, I'm not going to, you know, we're not pivoting from the plan. We're not going to go out and start spending money because uh, Kodai Sang is hurt. No, we're going to next in line. We have people next in line, and that's what we're going to do. So 
we're not gonna we're not gonna change that up. We're not gonna change our mo because Kodai Sang is hurt. Because if he got hurt in the middle of the season, we'd just go next man up. So for that, that may not be, you know, ear porn to the people out there. That might not be be the news you want for Mets fans. But it's better than hearing some other garbage like. Hey, we're gonna be fine. We I we feel competent with our with our organization with the people that we have. Uh, no, I it, it whatever. Like I, I be be blunt, be honest. We're not pivoting. It's not changing our our our, our approach. And to be fair, that is probably BS. That is probably nonsense because you don't want to go out there. And tell the world that now we need a starting pitcher because every price tag gets jacked up. Everybody that's out there right now still in free agency, it's not that they can't get a job. It's that they want the money. They want to get paid. They want to be, you know, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, they want to cash in off of last year's success. So... When they see the Mets, ooh, look at you guys. You guys looking for pitch? We got we got pitchers. Scott Boris, I got pitchers. They the Mets don't want to show their hand. As soon as they say, Yeah, we're gonna have to look at the open market, see what's out there, maybe make a trade or whatever the case is, you're in desperation mode. So clearly David Stearns is saying the right thing. But back to the point of the matter is Kodai Senga is hurt now. It's not a surprise moment before the beginning of the season. We know what's going to happen. They have plenty of time to adjust. They have plenty of time to say, who's going to make it out of camp? Like, hey, Tyler McGill, Joey Lucchese, Jose Buto, those guys, do they want to make their starting rotation? There's a spot open. Go out there and prove it. And if you do make the starting rotation, keep it. Right? Like, this is the opportunity, uh, excuse me, opportunity for some of these pitchers that may be their final opportunity with this team or with the main in the majors. Maybe this is their final shot to prove that they can be a starting pitcher in, in Major League Baseball. So you now put the pressure in a different way. The pressure is already on guys like Pete Alonso, who needs to have a great season to get paid. The pressure is on a guy like Jose Quintana or a Luis Severino because you know their deals are running out. And if they want to have another semi-decent contract, they got to go out there and perform. So you're now taking a a group of players who, by the way, everyone keeps on crapping on them and saying that the core is, is terrible. The core is broken. The core is is one of the worst in the league. It's not. It's not even close. Like, again, I we yesterday's podcast, I ran through the ups and downs of the Mets, you know, as far as Pete Alonso being a pure power hitter, you know, 
Francisco Lindor being one of the best shortstops in the league, if not the best in the league, getting MVP votes every single year. Like, those two people in particular are great players. They just are. And then you have a lot of youth movement that that's, that's making their way, and they're going to want to play. Like, you look up and down the league these days. The guys that are cracking the big leagues are making major impacts. Corbin Carroll, the rookie of the year in the National League, just took his team to the World Series. You're telling me that a guy like Drew Gilbert or Acuna or Jet Williams, that that these guys that are trying to get to the major leagues, make the major league roster, that they can't be impactful, they're going to want to stay here too. It's it's almost better that you have that competition. It's almost better. So, yeah, Mets may not be perfect right now. But that is the most exciting thing going into the season is Anything can happen. If the Mets truly are as good in the minors as people think. You know, remember last year, all oh, these splash moves. Oh, look at look at what Billy Epler did. Bringing in all this young talent. Trading away Scherzer. Trading away Verlander. Getting these younger pieces. Oh, this is good. The Mets farm system is getting better. Really? Are are they that good? We're going to find out. And that is probably the most exciting thing for this season is David Stern's it, – it's sped up now. It was a slow play. We'll, we'll find out how these kids will, will play in the big leagues, but it's going to take some time because there are people in front of them. Well, the more injuries that happen, the quicker we're going to have to see some of these kids. I know he doesn't want to move up Mike Vassell and some of these other younger pitchers and whatnot, but eventually they're going to run out of spots. If people keep on getting hurt, you're going to have to see them. If if Mark Vientos and Brett Beatty keep on playing third base and neither of them hit and neither of them play well enough, eventually you're going to see if there's someone in the minors that is making waves, they got to get the call. If Starling Marte is just not his self, it's just not able to rebound, they're going to call up the young kids. It's just going to happen. That is where I trust David Stearns. And maybe we need that spark. Maybe the Mets need that level of spark because in previous years, you're just you're you're dying to see something productive and you're running through, you know, these C level players that are really four A players. Maybe they're good in triple A, but when they come up to the big leagues, they don't do anything. They're unimpactful, and yet they're in the lineup almost every day because of, well, that's who we have. So-and-so's hurt, so we just got to play him. We traded away whomever, so 
you know, last year towards in September, it was a joke. The fact that Ronnie Mauricio took so long to get up there, but the people that again, DJ Stewart getting at bats, okay, fine. He he made some sort of impact in making the roster. Good for him. But there were so many other players that were just floating around the team and just like, what a what are we doing? So this is where David Stearns is going to evaluate. I know that's not what people want to hear, but that's how it's going to be. It was always going to be that way this year, no matter what. It was always going to be an evaluation year. It was never going to be a season of domination. But what it is going to be is a season where David Stearns is going to really see whether or not Pete Alonzo is a piece to the future. I don't think that the Mets are far away from really turning things around. I don't think they're far away from being a quote-unquote mediocre team that can make the playoffs. Maybe they're far away from being the best team in the league year to year to year. That might be far away. But they should be able to be competitive for the next few years, including this one. Even without Kodai Sanga. And I know that sucks to hear because how can you justify Sean Manai, Luis Severino, Adrian Hauser, Jose Quintana? How can you... How can you sit there and justify that this rotation has any legs? Has enough to sustain a level of success all season long? I got to be honest with you. If they're all at their best, they're all average pitchers who can do enough to keep you in ball games. I mean, Adrian Hauser... He's not a great pitcher by any means. But with Milwaukee, his numbers were good enough where there were great starts from him that even when the Brewers were struggling, they found ways to win. And, and so there's just so many levels to a baseball team and an organization, and you do need some other people to step up. I'm not going to lie. It's not going to be solely on Pete Alonso and and Francisco Lindor and Edward Diaz all season long. And now it's not going to be just on, you know, Kodai Senga because he's not even going to be here to start the season off. But there's going to be other people that have to step up. But unfortunately, I'm walking into the season thinking the optimism should still be there. And it's not to win the division. It's not to go to the World Series. Yeah, last year, I was like that. And guess what? They won 75 games. But on the other hand, besides the pitching rotation, the offensive players, how many offensive players were here in 2022? Think about it. In 2022, you can go up and down this lineup, Alonzo, McNeil, Lindor. Nimmo, Stalling Marte. It's five guys, five players, everyday players that were on the 2022 team that went and won 101 
games. You're telling me that they're really the 75-win team? I don't think so. I also don't think that they're a 101-win team. Not with just those five guys. They're somewhere in between still. All you need to do is take a deep breath, relax a little bit, trust the process, trust David Stearns. What's the worst that happens? That they win 80 games? They win 75 games? We just went through it last year. I'm still excited. I'm not going to – this is not a death – this is not a nail, a final nail to the coffin. It's just not. So, it sucks for Kodai Sanga. It sucks for Mets fans that were thinking bigger things, that Kodai Sanga was going to bring bigger things. But it's also not the end of the story for the 2024 Mets. And I'm. this is what I love about the game of baseball and sports in general, is that the underdog now is going to have an opportunity to shine and prove everybody wrong. And you have enough talent on this squad to prove everybody wrong. Again, thanks for listening to another episode of WFN Daily. It's Pete Hoffman with you filling in for Sal Licata. You can follow me at HoffWFAN. Go like, subscribe, download, all that stuff. Don't forget to email as well, WFANDaily at gmail.com, and leave those voice messages, 725-222-8699. Thank you for listening to another episode of WFAN Daily.